So I went to the leadership team. I said, do you want me to explore this? Because if I explore it, we may actually have to take action. And they were totally on board and, and super supportive. So the first thing was to figure out, it, which in any and anytime you want to like look at tech or bring a new product on, is, it, is there an actual problem with a part of your stack or all of it, right? Like, what is the problem? What are we trying to solve? So if we can determine those ch challenges that we're encountering, right, with our, our, our current stack, and we can communicate with those frontline users, the people who are living in it, breathing in it day to day, if they can tell us what they love or what they would change about it and how that would positively impact them if we were to make those changes, like that's how you know it's time, it's time to begin. This episode is brought to you by Leap Consulting Solutions. Our firm focuses on three areas of opportunity as it pertains to technology in our industry. First is expeditious acquisition of technology, helping you make quick decisions and good investments for the betterment of your organization. The second is business process change management and adoption. And then finally, evangelization of your new differentiators of your digital transformation. Call Leap Consulting Solutions today. This episode is brought to you by Kylo Partners. Kylo is your Bullhorn Specialist and Bullhorn's first global implementation partner. Our solutions have helped 950 plus companies worldwide to transform how they use Bullhorn and get more out of their tech stack. Our products provide you with tremendous ROI, including Kylo Awesome Docs, the complete document management system right in Bullhorn, and the most powerful data management tool in the ecosystem, Kylo Data Tools. To learn more, visit kylopartners.com. What is up, Lauren? How are you doing? I am super fantastic on this awesome Monday. That is great to hear. <laughs> okay, everybody. Rob has some new toys. Suggest so this is going to be a really cool episode um, because uh, we have we have interaction. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited. Yep. See. You know, we're just comedians. There is here, no so live you, studio audience here today. Yeah, there's no live studio. Well, you you would think there was though. So I know, it's we amazing. we now we are equipped with toys and technology uh, just the way we like it, and I'm super excited about our guest today. Yeah. So, Lauren, we know that you deal with this question a lot, um, probably, but you know, you work on cars, so I'll use analogies here. Say a car pulls up to the Jones family shop and uh, there's obviously smoke coming out of all parts of it. We pop the hood open and we see a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you need to begin a car transformation. Mm -hmm. So in this case, we're going to, we're going to break down how you need to realize without all the smoke and fires, hopefully that you need to institute some digital transformation with a incredible guest. So let's bring her on. Amanda Marciniak, how are you? Hello, hello. Wait, Thank hold on. you I got, so I got something much for, you. for having me. Wait, I got something for you. <laughs> All right. Amanda, what's going on? I'm going to, can Can you call me and just do that for me? Like every day? <laughs> every day. Yes. Every day. You know what I mean? Just like, that would really be helpful. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, um, excited. 
I guess I'll so, share so, a Amanda, little bit. Amanda, who are you? Who are I'm you? Here. What do you do? Uh, so I have been in the uh, staffing industry for over 10 years. I got my start in IT recruiting. And prior to that, I served five years at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And they're like worldwide. Another enterprise you person. Know, they're this known worldwide for their training, running, sales, and management. And I say served because that background is very important, right? Because it was brutal and like the best experience ever. Because uh, I was just entering the workforce and they solidified that work hard, get rewarded foundation in me which is exactly what you need in the staffing world, right? Um, and I was lucky enough to fall into a place where I got a lot of exposure, um, you know, not just in recruiting, but also, you know, in learning and development. And because I had a background with a company, with a great training program, with a lot of sales in it, um, it really translated um, nicely. And I was given the opportunity to build a learning and development program um, and even deal with their internal, you know, talent acquisition and oversee that. Um, it was really exciting and, and I learned a ton. And now I am, I've been with SSI People for about a year and I was brought here to help build up their L&D program and their team and just their training resources in general and to support and update the company's best practices overall. Um, it's a year in and we are beginning a data migration to a new ATS and a CRM. So we are just embarking on our digital transformation journey. Okay, well, I a I'm so tickled to have you because the minute I met you, I was like, oh, I need. She's gonna. We just we need <laughs> we need to stay connected because I just immediately felt a connection to you. Very similar. Um, we we think very similarly. Um, but you know we approach things differently, which I think is great. Um, because it's a, it's a it's a really nice sounding board when you're going through a big change like this or even considering it. Uh, I know you and I spoke kind of early on when you were just thinking, when you had just started with SSI and we're seeing all of the opportunity for creating efficiencies and, and, but really needed to kind of give it time to figure out where to start. So I think that's like this great segue to some talking points that we have today around how do you, where I the the number one question I get asked all the time is where do I start? Like I I don't I, it feels like the car is on fire and I've just pulled up and nothing's working and I don't so know. So happy it, my analogy's on point. It did it does it does feel like the car it and, is. and I appreciate that so yeah. much better than a sports analogy because it just doesn't resonate with me. But I really tried, Lord, to bring you to be inclusive of your that. your lack of sports, but. Well, NASCAR's a sport, so uh, racing is a sport. Anyway, uh, let's let's go F1, Indy, MotoGP. Not a huge NASCAR fan, you know. Turn left. Here we go. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) um, I digress. But I, um, I look. I, I love all racing, but. No, I think I think that was a really good analogy because oftentimes, and I think you experience this kind of walking into this this new opportunity is, oh my gosh, there are so many things I have to fix, or there are so many opportunities that we have before us if we could just maybe prioritize or what have you. And I I think that's a great opportunity, and it's so timely because you know again that's the number one conversation I have is where do I start? So how did you? How did you determine where to start? What did you consider first? It's such a loaded question, right? Because you think you can start like with so many different things. But when you're lucky enough to, you know, when you, when you change jobs, when you move to a, a new firm, like you almost don't know what you 
do know and what you don't know. And so you get in the door and then you actually see like a new space, a new environment and, and what's going on. And you can, you know, little by little start to pinpoint, oh, there's a gap there, there's a gap there, but it couldn't be just me. I needed the rest of the company to say, yes, they wanted to make a change or like, hey, these are some of my, you know, um, the things I would change or, you know, so little by little, um, I spent those first few months talking to um, some of our, you know, our leadership team, our managing, our, and even the, the frontline users. And um, there were some things that they brought up. So I said, huh, this could be an opportunity to really look at what we have and see if it's still a good fit for us. So I went to the leadership team and said, do you want me to explore this? Because if I explore it, we may actually have to take action. And they were totally on board and, and super supportive. So the first thing was to figure out, it, which in any and anytime you want to like look at tech or bring a new product on, is, it, is there an actual problem with a part of your stack or all of it, right? Like, what is the problem? What are we trying to solve? So if we can determine those ch challenges that we're encountering, right, with our, our, our current stack, and we can communicate with those frontline users, the people who are living in it, breathing in it day to day, if they can tell us what they love or what they would change about it and how that would positively impact them if we were to make those changes, like that's how you know it's time it's time to begin. And it's then such a, step two. It, step two is easier, well, right? What what right. are ideas? Well, what's so great about what you did there is, you know, you met with the executive team to determine where do we want to go. And then you went to the frontline team to really validate where are we? You know, yes. hey, I know this is where they want to go, but your frontline's really going to be able to validate, are we there? <laughs> you know, we yes. secretly have those conversations. And then, you know, the, the our jobs then become to kind of bridge the gap. And um, I, I, I just, I think that it can't be overstated enough that, that having those listening conversations, those, those listening opportunities, and, and I, I'm going to say that one more time, listening opportunities where mm -hmm. we go to the front line and we really try and understand what they're um, battling with. That that allows for you to sort of plot the path of getting to where the vision is, and that is yeah. not like in a short step either. That took a long time to do, like months, and it was very very worthwhile to go through those those steps and those motions and really understand how any change would would impact their day and ultimately impact like the business, right? Um, you know, for better or for worse. It was very worthwhile are, to do it. What are some of the questions you ask those frontline users, you know, in just trying to uncover um, potential problems to solve for? I think that you always begin by starting in the positive, right? So, you know, what is like super easy for you to do inside this product every day? How often are you using it? You know, what do you, what do you love about it? And then from that conversation, you get to, the next one. Okay. Well then what would be something that you could change? What do you, you know, what takes you longer than you think it should, you know, uh, what would make you more effective if you could change something? And those are the, the door opening questions to deeper ones, um, down to very granular questions about how many clicks does it take to do this? And what, you know, do you know how to go find this information? Um, so you start, you know, kind of general, and then you can work your work your way in. But I think those are good opening questions to begin with. I and you know, I think we forget how much leadership um, 
leadership leadership skills it takes to to work through those questions um because you know i used to say you know when i was running a team when i was running teams i i would say my one question i would ask in every and yes i still had one-on-ones which i know makes you know uh, everybody says there's this whole sort of I know trend going on right now. One on ones are dead, and um, we do our surveys. I disagree, but there's 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 a lot of conversation around one on ones and and how and how how the how the one on one is dead. But yeah, look, the the one thing I used to ask is is okay, tell me tell tell me where you're happy right now, and then the other one was what's in your way. I used to ask that question in every single one-on-one because my job was to remove whatever obstacle was in the way of my my people getting their job done or getting results. And so what's in your love way? It. And so I, I love the fact that you came in and go, what's right with the tech? What could you do all day long, hands tied behind your back? You know, and those, hey, check it out. That's automation, right? What can we automate? You know, what can we potentially yes. automate for yes. you? You know what I mean? Yes. Um, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> and so yes. asking those types of things, you know, allow you to sort of plan for the future. So um, what, uh, you know, as you evolved in these conversations, what was sort of the next evolution or what was the next step in that? How, what you know, Carry the listener through it. Well, I mean, First of all, you and I have had this conversation, like you've said many times, right? And the first time I ever did this years ago, when I was like, I'm thinking about asking these kinds of questions. Like, I think the end result is this is what I want out of it. And so, you know, I didn't just learn this over and I had some wonderful guidance for, for you know, wonderful Aww. mentor as well. <laughs> um, but the next, you know, step was, okay, you get all the information and then you have to, you know, identify if there are trends, Right. Are there some specific things that everyone is saying, you know, that's an issue? Can you identify some pieces that would really um, validate the reason to, to do this? And it, it happens every time. It's always the same few things that will come up, especially with the ones who are using a product day in and day out, right? They will tell you what they're, the biggest issues that they, they, you know, they feel are. And so the next step is once you've got those, you know, uh, you know, those, those items that are definitely, um, you know, a heartburn, right. For, for the team, then you can talk about what are, what would be some potential solutions to solve. And it doesn't always have to be like running to digital transformation. There are things before that, right. Do we, are we trained properly on these tools? Are we using all the features are there, you know, could we, could we retrain? Um, is there an opportunity, you know, to, you know, to, to turn it off for a bit and test for, like, there's just so many items that you could start with before you're like, we're going to make a change. So right. that's step two. A hundred percent. And I, as a person that loves a technology as much as I do, it surprises people when I say technology isn't always the answer. Sometimes what you have works just fine. You're just not using it, you know, and that's where we have optimization opportunity. Well, the shiny new, shiny new, penny syndrome right oh god yeah. yes yeah like <laughs> let's go do it cs and spend all that money because it's going to make everything better i think you know all i hear from the tech side right because all i do is tell sec- sell technology for the last couple of years is you're you know taking ownership of the product which is the workflows and how they interact with technology right how does a human interact with technology and if you think about that as the finished product right then can go in and ask like those questions are relevant, right? You're the product owner of of recruiting or you're the product owner of sales. But sales and recruiting are not 
without technology and better than them now. And so you need to be able to diagnose, hey, like if we add this feature, we could sell it, you know, 10x or our, our total addressable market increases by X amount of, you know, businesses or X amount of people. Um, so it, it's just un unlocking opportunity uh, as, as the product owner, which if you don't have someone do that, you know, you are not going to take advantage of the technology. Like someone where Amanda's learning all this stuff from her team and then implementing it or removing things and then re-adding things as slowly or, or as they come in. So, well, in combination with optimization training. So I love, you know, if we, if we didn't tell everybody, Amanda is the director of learning and development at SSI people. Um, and, and so. <laughs> she got to that um, last. <laughs> that was, yeah. the, that was the last thing she said in her intro. <laughs> she didn't okay. say it at first. She was like, oh yeah, I, I, by the way. I don't know if I even okay. said the title. I was just like, I want that. No, you did. People. I did. I did. Okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm reinforcing that because I think that it's really, really important. A, um, this is one of the most underfunded areas that businesses um, just completely overlook at times Agreed. is training, learning, and Agreed. development. And it's the first to go when we're in a, 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 yes. a, a downtime. Uh, learning and development, marketing, marketing, and then IT get cut out. And, and, and you're like, oh my God, those are the three we need the most yeah. when, you know, we're, we're in times of struggle. Most people think it's revenue generation, but in a time where, you know, we've potentially got the unknown revenue preservation is everything. And totally. those are the, the tools and departments that can really support you in, you know, a soft market. And so I, I, I love the fact that you asked the question. You know, are we trained appropriately? Are we on the most current version of the technology? And trained appropriately is very, very subjective <laughs> because were they trained by the best user or were they trained by, you know, Sally bad habits? <laughs> right. You're right. You're totally right. And it's, and, you know, if, especially for staffing companies, we're hiring all the time, right? So mm -hmm. who's training people that come in all the time? Like, how if you is don't have an L and D department, right? So this has been a very big initiative for SSI people is to really grow the department and you know make sure that people are getting developed the right way, not just for you know doing the job, but how to use our our staff that's going to help them and make them better at their job. I totally agree. You've got newer firms now. I'm, I, I've I've worked with a couple like kind of brand spanking new firms and they've gone as far as to take uh cloud call and some of those you know integrated VoIP systems and 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 do you know call shadowing so that you can listen and and help hone you know how we're talking to people over the phone and screening people over the phone and um uh, uh, talk tracks and ensuring you have to do that brand. you have to do we that. are remote there's like no <laughs> other choice now if you want to hear your people and see you know where you, you can improve you have to do stuff like that i love it a hundred percent a hundred percent and i'm really excited that we're nurturing people that way because our industry has always been really good at, and I, I think that's why, you know, we have people from diverse backgrounds and, you know, I call us kind of the melting pot because nobody <laughs> ever goes, I want to graduate from college and go on a staff. That would be what I would like to do. Right. Um, but but we've done such a great job of keeping and retaining talent that comes from all diverse backgrounds because I think we train them well and we teach them and it's you know there's there's yes. there's something really uh, 
uh, special about our industry, I think, you know, being a part of somebody's career and supporting their family and all of that. But you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta do it the right way and you gotta develop your people. And that means investing in developing your people through training. Absolutely. Well, of course I believe that. (laughs) What say you, Rob? Your job job is pretty dependent upon it. (laughs) No. um, Yeah. It's the most uh, important. Well, I, I mean, I think I, I think I've said this before, but I come from a very different, um, I think I come from a, a pretty unique thing and I, jo- I joined a CHE brand or CHG brand first, which flew me to Salt Lake city for training and then brought me back to Fort Lauderdale for another week of training. And then at least an hour a week, we had training, either we were doing cold call training or, uh, whatever the thing is where you're like mocking a call, like live with your teammates. Uh, in front of the group, um, I can't remember the word for it, but I, I know there's a word. Uh, we also Role had play? barging. Role play? Yeah, Role that's play? what the word is. <laughs> that's what the word is. I'm, I'm glad you know it, Lauren. Anyway, um, so, uh, but we also had like um, the ability to ghost in, like we could have someone whisper to us. So, you know, our managers would be on our calls in the beginning. So we had, like, I was really unique, I think. And the dogs are hilarious, by the way. Uh, I can totally hear them. Um, it's okay. By the way, Lauren's dogs are, she got, she got into a car the other day. We were on the phone and she had six dogs coming in from the vet getting, or, or getting groomed. So. I had three, I had three and it was, it was like a Pez machine, Amanda. Like, uh, he was on the video call with me and they just kept coming in through the window. It was like, really sounds funny. better. Six sounds better. <laughs> it was only three. I have five, but only three re- require this extensive amount of grooming. Oh my gosh. Um, that was very cute. Anyway. No. So I think, yeah. So going back to the conversation, I think I had a unique setting and then I joined a 30 person firm and we already had an L and D and operations person. Um, who, who, Amanda, to your point and Lauren, to your point, handled tech, our tech stack and our digital transformation initiatives. So um, I, I don't know anything different. So when I kind of, when I joined Bullhorn, what was really unique, and I'll finish on this, is that like going to talk to people who were either Bullhorn customers that I was working with or prospects who didn't have an L&D person, I was just like, I'm scratching my head. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah. there a, is there a cricket uh, sound like that? for that on our board? We need no, crickets, Rob. No. <laughs> no, we can do this, though. All right. Okay, okay good. <laughs> Keeping it moving. <laughs> Keeping it moving. All right. So I think, okay, so now we've given our listeners some tangible things of like, you know, where do I start? Start having conversations. Start understanding yeah. where you are, where you need to be, what you're, and how far away you are. Um, from your frontline users to where you think you are. You know, it's this re- perception is reality when you start talking to your frontline users and they're like, no, 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 it, it doesn't even kind of work like that. I know you want yes. it to work like that, but You're right. it doesn't even kind of work like that. <laughs> and then I love your list of, you know, what are the potential, what are the potential solutions? Is this a training opportunity? You know, are we removing one component of brokenness or do we need to you know blow the where's that sound mm-hmm. effect Rob you know yes. blow the whole thing up and I have it. sorry and, okay no, and no explosion yet 
Okay, no explaining. Yes. <laughs> and 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 kind of st- start over. Now it sounds like you decided, hey, we're gonna go new new system. We gotta migrate. We gotta we gotta get to something that's more functional. Which not every every organization is gonna come to that conclusion. Right. Um, but I think it's exceptional that you know that that you went through that entire process and then determined, hey, look, this is not scalable for our organization. So we're gonna start over. So when you decide. Hey, I'm going to start over. What's that third component of, 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 of the whole step? Before you jump in there, Amanda, is it yeah. okay if I share with everyone the questions that you shared with us uh, in the show notes for this episode? Oh, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. Answer your Definitely. answer. That's the last question that Lauren asked you. Um, so first I'll say, you know, I, I said that we have to like find like the trends, right? And see if like what is the problem trying to solve and and for us it was really like simplification was a very like a a topic that came up in every conversation so that's how it was a little bit easier for us to say I think we might need to name, make a change right so everyone was open to that change and then it was the big question who's going to handle this right like who's gonna who's gonna be in charge of this and resources I <laughs> I have. Yes, um, you know, experience in, in doing some digital transformation. So it, it, easy. But I, we also have um, a wonderful IT guy too, but um, he's going to retire. So it was really like, how are we going to do this? So for my firm right now, like they have me, right? So I've done it before, but I cannot say this enough. If you are a company that is going to start thinking about digital transformation, you must, must hire an expert. You need someone who can come in and conduct an unbiased like requiring a gathering exercise. Yes. Yes. Right. Should I do some tapping on that? I know you like that route. I couldn't couldn't help myself. Okay. While that clapping was happening, you said something important. So please. I I said, you need to bring in this expert to conduct a very unbiased requirement gathering exercise. Right. You don't want to go in with like preconceived notions of what they should be using or you think, you know, they should be using which was hard for me because I do like demo products all the time. So I do think that, you know, some things are awesome, but really for your environment, it's very, very important to not go in there with, you know, any thoughts on what we should do, right? It has to shiny you know, object syndrome. Scratch. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't want shiny object syndrome. No, that's, yes, that's what it is, right? Shiny objects. Oh, this is so pretty over here. We should go do this, right? No, you've got to bring someone in who knows how to do this, who can identify the challenges and, and decide, um, you know, deciding you want to make a change is one thing, but it's entirely like, it's a different animal to know what tech is out there, what could be best for your organization, your size, your mission, whatever that is, right? And to truly manage a digital transformation project from implementation to adoption. You need someone who already knows how to do it. So if I, if it's, this is time to, to plug my friend who is like amazing at this you, you do wait hold on, hold on wait 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 wait, wait. Uh, no not yet okay Ms. lauren jones is <laughs> i mean if you don't know leave consulting like get in there if this is anything you're thinking about like lauren is amazing and she is an expert and knows how awesome. to do this and like i said i call her all the time for advice and i do she sets me straight and- I, you know, and, and when I, in the spirit of full transparency, and thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Amanda came to me and said, Hey, you know, should we, should we, should we hire you to do this? And I, and I, and I said, you don't, you've got this, you've got this. Let me, t- let me tell you. Um, it, Cause she was, 
absolutely more than capable and she's already having the discussions that I would have. Um, and, and so it's really about, I think the hardest part is once you have those, those, those questions answered and you kind of have the information is very objectively taking that information and putting it in a, a data table and, and really letting the data tell you where to go. And that's what I, I, you, you were more than capable of doing that. Sometimes it takes having a third party come in and very objectively have those conversations with the different audiences um, for those, those larger, you know, those large undertakings. And, and that's absolutely what we, what we do. Um, but if you are thinking about doing this and you're, you, you want to do it yourself, you, you have to be able to do it objectively and you have to be able to um, have a, you know, stringent set of questions that you go through um, and, and you also have to have the executive sponsorship to understand where you're going. If you can't put those two things together, um, it can get messy. It can get and messy, but I always appreciate the plug. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. Um, and, and thank you because you are constantly, um, you know, you have confidence in, in, in me, which, so I appreciate it. And sometimes I need, I need to hear that too. Right. Um, just to make, you know, to, to keep me up, right. And keep me, keep me moving in this direction that I feel really passionately about. Um, but yeah, everything, I mean, you know, I agree with everything that you're saying here. You need that executive sponsorship. They have to be in it too. And if you can complete those questions and show them what everybody is looking for, what everybody wants, and they can reinvest, you know, their, um, you know, some of their time, some of their money into making their, their company even better. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't that I, 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 I totally agree. And, and part of getting executive sponsorship is being able to have an unbiased table of information to go, this is what's happening in the field. You know, the lack of automation is causing wasted time or, you know, whatever, if it's automation, it's automation. If it's lack of, you know, digitized onboarding, or maybe I have one particular client right now where we're spending so much time pre-screening that if we had a little bot doing that, mm. you know, we, we could save so much time and money. Um, Can I share this one real quick? Yes, it's pretty quick. One of our prospects still prints out, set, includes an envelope with a stamp on it, puts a stamp on the envelope with the address and sends a confirmation letter out that way with the return envelope with the stamp to get it back. We, like our entire product sales team literally was like, we, we all were stuttering. We all were just laughing and looking at each other. We were so confused what was going on. Um, so yeah, and they use Bullhorn, so there's way better ways to do that. Of course. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I, I think, but everybody right now, I will say this, everybody right now is looking for the personal touch because we're trying to make connections. We're in a very talent-starved market. And so, you know, how do you stand out? So there is still this resistance, this change resistance to the addition um, of, you know, technology that would replace a human functionality. But in all actuality, what you're doing is taking those repetitive tasks and then allowing your people to spend more time on relationships. You know, if they're sitting doing confirmation emails all day long, they're not going to get to that QC call that would have retained, you know, X, Y, or Z client. And um, Confirmation email. How about a confirmation actual letter? Which would have been better spent writing a handwritten note 
afterwards. At that, by the time I get the confirmation letter, the, I might have already canceled. Right. The exactly. job is filled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're right. So there's, there's a human touch to this that we really can't replace with automation, but we're talking about efficiency at the end of the day. So they can focus on what's actually important. What's actually important is building their relationships. Totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. My dog is we, not trying to uh, escape so the office. For our listeners, oh, you you know we are puppy lovers, raccoon lovers, all sorts of oh, yeah. furry, furry friend lovers, and and so oh <laughs> uh, my was dog was trying to escape on him. Yeah, she's got a little it's a lady and she has a lemon bandana. So Layla is is rocking the lemon bandana. She just tried to escape. She knows how to open doors, but she'll make a lot of noise doing it. So I had a scooper. I've got a scoop and snuggle scenario going on at the end of the podcast episode. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So you are now transforming your whole business. So you've made this decision. You, you know, found what problem you wanted to solve for you. You also asked some of those deeper diving questions into um, the potential solutions you know, whether it's technology, training, whatever that might be. Um, and then you talked about where, you know, you can hire an expert if if you need to. And I, I look for the smaller companies who don't have learning and it can be outsourced. The smaller companies who don't have IT support, it can be outsourced. There's so, uh, yes. you know, that don't have a strategist or uh, marketing that can be outsourced. Not, every, not real- everyone has a mechanic at home. Not everyone has a mechanic at home. So know when to outsource something or at least ask the question, should I outsource this? Right. Um, uh, and and so you've given us the keys to the game. Any final words of wisdom as you're embarking on this this journey and it's early in the journey, any final words of wisdom for those considering it? So, you know, one of the things that I had to do in the beginning was do like an actual tech stack review, right? So we put together this actual huge document on everything from marketing to accounting software to literally everything we have is in one place now. And if I could have a final thought on, on digital transformation in general, if you're going to go through one of these exercises, tech stack review has something that you do every single year. Make sure that you build something that you can reference year after year. What something is, what it does for your company, how much it costs and who's using it, right? What is the ROI you get from this product? And as long as the answers are still great and yes to each one every single year, you keep it. And if there's new opportunity to add to Lori it, has or asked me to play it, the cheering. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we know this is not going to be the last time we undergo a change like this. Technology is technology; it changes all the time. There's going to be something bigger and better always, right? So it always has to be looking out and looking inward, saying, "Is this?" the best that we can offer, you know, our people. Um, so that's my final thought is tech stack review annually. All right. What wow. are your, uh, I, as, as a friend, I am so proud of where you are oh, and, um, you know what? Only all together we rise. That's together all. we rise. Look at Lord you. Lord is on a shameless <laughs> plug marathon. Today. Might as well. Today. All right. Amanda, what are your recommendations? Who is your follow? What are your book recommendations? Let's close with that. Um, Okay, so I I have very small children. So I wish I could read more than I do these days. But I do have some favorites. Um, One is... Well, you do read. (laughs) I do read. Um, Children's um, books. 
the power, and yeah, I do read a lot of children's books, but I mean, we're talking, you know, uh, like ballerina books at this point. They're six-year-old girls, right? Uh, um, but The Power of Moments by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. I love this book, probably because I'm in learning and development, and I feel like creating moments and experiences. People Like, people always remember how you make them feel, not necessarily what you train them or teach them. But if I can make them feel a certain way, then, um, you know, you can potentially influence behavior. So I love The Power of Moments. I also love The Energy Bus by John Gordon. Just because in a role where you are maybe trying to fix gaps or overcome challenges to remain positive at all times and bring people with you on this positive journey and try to lift, lift everyone up all the time um, is super important. So I just love to revisit that book over and over again. And I just got a recommendation. I have not read it yet, but I have heard that it is um, uh, a fantastic read. And it's Start With Why by Simon Sinek, I think is how you pronounce his last Simon name. Yeah, Sinek. It's, yeah. a, Simon it's a classic. Sinek. Yeah. Okay, so I've never read this book, but like I'm so oh. obsessed with like the, like having people understand the why we're doing something. So I obviously like need to read this right now. <laughs> well, and, and and Simon really helps you understand the power mm. of people understanding the why and and why the why is so important. Uh, he's fantastic. He's an uh, he's an amazing speaker. Uh, I think that's a fantastic book for you to read. Um, he's got another one that you would like. Um, uh, where, where is it? Lauren has officially turned around and now she's rolling around, <laughs> taking her headset off. She's got about 50 books behind her. Can, Have we found it? You can read this. You can read this to your girls. Together is Better by Simon Sinek. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's a very small little book. Lots of pictures. It is a picture book, right? guys. We are excited. It is a picture book. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'll read a little bit. Most of us live our lives by accident. We live as it happens. Fulfillment comes when we live our lives with purpose. And so this is such a really great, um, a really, a little book of inspiration is what I'll call it for you. We're going to oh, have that to the yeah. audience one day. All right. Yeah. Yes, um, we should. Picture books. Story, story time. Story time. Story yeah. time with story LJ. Story time with our listeners. <laughs> I All love right. It. <laughs> All right. Well, Amanda, this was amazing. Uh, I, and, and truthfully, I've been I've been wanting to have a conversation about being a product owner, uh, and this is what this conversation really was mm. for me in my brain. I'm like, oh, you own the product that is how this whole thing ties together. Technology and people come together, and we create this incredible we create incredible moments for candidates to help drive your business forward. Because if your recruiters aren't happy, it's going to be hard to create some great moments. Sure is. Amanda, you're amazing. I, um, I, I, I love what you're doing and I'm so, so, um, grateful that you came on the show. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you and both so much. And also it's a lot of fun. So if you get the opportunity, people <laughs> like get on this, get on this show. Yes, you've heard it first. Uh, by the <laughs> way, uh, guys, uh, we're going to, we're going to create an email address where if you email that with your phone number, Lauren will call you, uh, leave a message for motivation. Like she just does. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob will play the uh, applause sound for you. Yes, the applause button. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Amanda. Oh, wait, hold on. Stop that. All right. Thank stop. Stop. <laughs> the button went rogue. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, All right. Goodness. We got we to cut this off. We're having too much fun. All right. Ready? One, two, three. Everyone wave. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So, signing off, this is Rob. And I'm Lauren. Now go do something good. Thanks, guys.